How are you only 12, though? How does this happen? Um, I, like, I just put in a lot of hoe to work. Like, you know, um, it's just sort of what... Because, like, I've always been taught, like... Because I don't want to live the rest of my life, you know, like... As, like, someone just living an average life. I, I want to, like, be remembered. I want to have, like, a foot mo- like a f- footprint in the comedy world. Like, when people think of stand-up comedy, I want me to come the first thing to their head. Like, when people think of Shakespeare, the first thing that comes to their head... I mean, not Shakespeare, when people think of poetry, the first thing that comes to their head is Shakespeare. Yeah. Bro, I am so blown away by you. Thanks. My goodness. And you're only 12? Yeah. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Wait, when did you start... When did you start doing stand-up? I was in my 20s when I started. I was in my early 20s when I was fresh out of college and trying to figure my life out. But the yeah. fact you're 12 and you know yeah. what you want to do, I yeah. had no clue. I was, like, drinking stupid stuff and eating yeah. crayons. Like, I, that's, and you're 12? <laughs> yeah. With a whole podcast? <laughs> yeah. So, hello, everyone. Today's guest is Vaughn G. Vaughn is a stand-up comedian, actor, and a Emmy-winning producer. Vaughn has performed stand-up comedy on Comedy Central stand-up on, and also on Kevin Hurt's LOL Network stand-up. Vaughn has also made on appearances on the hit TV shows Mulaney, Key and & Peele, and Insecure, and Cousins for Life. Vaughn is also the host of Chocolate Sunday's comedy show. Please welcome my good friend, comedy legend Vaughn J. Man, you done made my day, Dustin. You done Thank made you. me cry today. That's what you're not going to do today, yeah. sir. Man, pleasure to meet you, bro. I apologize. for. I apologize. Uh, I had a death in the family uh, oh, about yeah. three weeks ago, and I had to go sort that out. Uh, I had to go to New York and sort that out. So I apologize for missing your show the first time. But we're here, yeah. and that lemonade looks delicious. Yeah. um, It's totally okay what happened. Totally understandable. But I don't like canceling on people, so I, yeah. I want to make my public yeah. apology in front of everybody. Yeah. So, um, I start off every episode by asking the comedian, what's the worst heckler you have ever had? Hmm. Uh, probably my dad. Oh. <laughs> I, I had a show, and uh, I talked about my dad during the show, and my dad stood up during my show and, like, held his hands up and was waving, <laughs> like, that's me. Uh, but he did it for, like, three minutes, and I'm like, Dad, please sit down, I'm trying to perform yeah. crazy butt. And I uh, made him sit down, and I roasted him a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, but... My dad's probably the craziest heckler I've ever had. Were you living with your dad at that time? Like, did he have... No. Okay, no, good. I came home to perform. I li- well, my parents live in South Carolina, and yeah. I live in L.A., so I went, yeah. I, I uh, flew to South Carolina because <laughs> I was headlining the comedy club there, and I had, um, I think, six shows, and my parents <laughs> showed up to all of them, and every episode, like, every yeah. uh, every show, my dad would just stand up and be like, <laughs> that's me, y'all. He's yeah. talking about me. I'm like, will you sit down, man, yeah. and let me perform? Yeah, that's, like, my brother, um, like, I, I don't let him come to any of my comedy shows, because I feel like mm-hmm. he's just gonna heckle me. Mm-hmm. Your dad? No, my, um, brother. Your brother? Hilarious. How old yeah. is your brother? Um, well, I have one, he's 15, and the other one is 18. That's what brothers do, though. They yeah. have to heckle you. Yeah, and it's sort of, like, like, whenever, it, you know, whenever I, like, sometimes when I, I I recorded a set and showed it to them once, and they were not happy. <laughs> like, once, like, they... they like you said? Um, well, because I talked a lot about them. It was about, like, I hate being stuck inside with my family, and they didn't like that. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> they threatened to burn my, um, joke notebook. 
Oh man, haters go hate, bro. Yeah. So, um, what was it like meeting Kevin Hart? Uh, so, um, the more you perform and the more <laughs> popular you get, you uh, people that you consider like are far away and are really mm-hmm. famous, they want to be your coworkers. So, mm-hmm. I've had a chance to perform with Kevin Hart like so many times, like actually before he took off, and then after you know he was famous. And um, he's a really cool guy. Like I think my last three TV performances, he has something to do with it. So I'm grateful for him, and I'm glad that he's like opening doors for like young comics like myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he's awesome. I think he's really awesome. Yeah, he's um one of the most early stand-up comedians I started watching, and also that thing about um Kevin Hart presents. That's really cool. I actually, yeah. Liam, how you got a chance to watch it? Um, your set. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Man, I'm so jealous of you, man. All the cool stuff you're doing at your age. Yeah, I actually have um. Well, I didn't buy. I um bought this um like signed um Kevin Hoy autograph offline online like mm-hmm. by this company that's like was. I mean, I was about to say CDC certified, but I mean. Uh, CDC. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that then that just like um. That um the thing that certifies um posters or whatever. Mhm. Yeah. That's so cool, man. You live mm-hmm. a really cool life for twelve, man. Yeah. Thank you. So um. And I'm so jealous about this podcast you got mm-hmm. at twelve years old. It's so amazing. Mhm. Well, um, don't um, you have a podcast too, don't you? Like, isn't that uh, um? Yeah, I do. I have a podcast called the Two Piece Podcast. So mm-hmm. I like doing uh. I'm a big fan of uh, personal growth for men, like guys mm-hmm. who want to work on themselves and be yeah. better. You know, because mm-hmm. we all have junk and we get we get jacked up mm-hmm. when we get older. And uh, I wanted to have a podcast to help like men out become better, better people. You yeah, know? and that's what my podcast is about. Yeah, it's funny, but mm-hmm. it's kind of serious too. Yeah, have you ever read um the the book um Thinking Grow Rich? Yes, I have. Yeah, I read that. Really? Yeah. Who are you, man? How old are you? Yeah, so, um... 35, but don't want to tell me. So, when I was younger, I actually, um... Like, I... At first, I wanted to start... Do stand-up comedy and have a business that, um, competed with Comedy Central. But then I was like, you know what? Why not just put all my work into becoming the best stand-up comedian I can be? So, originally, I also wanted to do a lot of entrepreneurship. So both of those ideas are amazing. You can be yeah. the best comedian ever, and you can also uh, create a company that competes with Comedy Central as well. I think mm-hmm. it would be a great idea because just like there's more than one car company, there's more than one TV network. Like, yeah. it's okay mm-hmm. to compete. Like, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um. Like, do, I think, like, um, doesn't Kevin Hoy also have, like, um the LOL Productions company? Yeah, that's more of an online thing, and yeah. I know they produce, like, big movies and stuff because I, I performed on... Uh, he, had, he did a bunch of comedy specials for Young Comics as well, mm-hmm. and I had a chance to perform there in uh, Montreal. So, yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, thank you. So, um, uh, so what was the worst gig you have ever had? The worst gig I have ever had? Hmm. I've had some terrible gigs, man. Um, <laughs> I think I... Let's see. I have to get back to you on that, but I know I've had a lot of terrible games where it just, like, it wasn't, um, oh, you know what? I know it. Okay. So, um, I did, uh, back in 2010, how old were you in 2010? Uh, two. 
How old are you? Two years old. So when you were two years old, I did a bunch of colleges. I did like over a hundred colleges in one year, right? Uh-huh. And so I had a show at a school in like upstate New York uh-huh. and I couldn't find it on the map. So I got there really late. And uh-huh. so it was a room full of kids who were waiting for me to perform. Uh-huh. And I showed up 30 minutes late and I got there and the person who brought me up, they didn't give me a good intro. They were uh-huh. like, Hey, like you, when you introduced me, you gave me a great intro. Uh-huh. He was like, he was on comedy central. He did yeah. movies, blah, blah, blah. They were like, Hey, this next guy, Ron G. And another thing too, when you're hosting, Always say the person's name last. Okay. Oh, okay. When you, whenever you host, make sure their name is the last thing you say, not the mm-hmm. first thing. Sometimes people be like, "Hey, this next guy, Ron G. He's coming up. Ron G's hilarious." Like, no, no, you should say all their credits and then say, "Coming to the stage, mm-hmm. Ron G." The person said my name first. They didn't give any credits. They didn't warm the crowd up, and mm-hmm. I start performing. While I was performing, like five minutes into it, the microphone went out. There's a oh. hundred people in a room, a small room. The microphone goes out. And they were looking at me while I was performing. I'm like, yo, fix the microphone. I'm trying to, you know, scream so they can hear me. The microphone went out. And while I'm performing and I'm screaming, a rat runs across the floor while I'm performing. So people start going crazy because it was a rat in the room. There's no microphone. And I'm like, y'all sitting here looking at me (laughs) fall apart. You won't fix the microphone. The freaking rat ran across the floor. (laughs) What are y'all doing? And I had a whole meltdown. And I was like, look, thank y'all. That was my time. Please give me my check. Actually, mm-hmm. I roasted. I roasted the room. I roasted the rat. Mm-hmm. I roasted everybody there and the administration. And uh, I was like, "Yo, please give me my check so I can go." And I never went back ever, ever since. Yeah. Um. Um. I hear about these people that do schools, and that like, well, colleges those are hard, but schools. Imagine doing that, like middle schoolers. Like that must be brutal, cause. I have. Oh jeez. I have before. Yeah, cause also. Cause I do a lot of career days. Yeah, and no matter how good you can be, like, at any performer, like, a singer for school or anything, the kids will automatically just, like, shit on you. They're like, oh, you suck, even if you're Kevin Hart. Yep, that's what kids do. Yeah. I think y'all know everything and nothing mm-hmm. at the same time. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, what was it like winning an Emmy? Uh, it was one of the most... Um, rewarding things I've ever gotten for doing what I love. Um, I did a show on CNN called United Shades of America, and I was a consulting producer. So literally, I wrote most of the funny and the voiceovers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they had a stand-up portion as well where I wrote the stand-up set. And um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I got a chance to travel all over the world. Whoa. And when I got the Emmy, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe I got it. Like It was like super dope to actually win one because most people in their lifetime yeah. don't even mm-hmm. get one but i won one pretty early yeah like i that's just insane like well also because like you're in the authorities and just for someone to win i mean their authorities imagine what they're capable of at like 60 years old Mm-hmm. absolutely man mm-hmm. what made, i got a question for you what made you fall in love with stand-up um well originally i don't know exactly but i I think I might know the cause, but I'm not 100% sure. So when I was, like, um, in third grade, couldn't make anyone laugh. Like, I always tried. I'd think of, like, each thing every day at the bus stop of something to make kids laugh. And I'd try again and again to make kids laugh. But, like, uh, so I did it a bunch. Like, it was just repetition, so I got better. But, so, like, that's when I was in fourth grade. I was, like, really funny, and I enjoyed it. So when I was in fifth grade... I want to become a comedian. I I don't even know if I know knew about stand up comedy back then. 
but then I read this book um by this guy that like um w- worked on the onion and I learned a lot about stand up comedy so I started writing it and then a lot of it changed when I got a notebook because I started like writing again and again and then um a little bit ago um I filled that notebook up and a few months ago I started writing jokes I mean not writing jokes performing. So where was where what was your first time performing? Um, I, I had a, I did this, um, gig at a community, um, I did this community college night class, um, so, um, for stand-up comedy. Um, so I took this one for, um, stand-up comedy, there was this night class for it, so, I don't even know why they let me in, but they did, so I performed, and at the end of it, there was this performance graduation, and I performed there. like 20 people but who cares that's in college bro no 12 year old says i performed in college before yeah so that was fun and it really like um the moment i stepped on the stage i was like this is what i found my passion i found what i was what god put me on this earth to do and i know this is what i'm doing for the rest of my life bro you're special man thank you like in a good way like you're so special oh my goodness bro warms my heart talking to you like thank you um, well, um, a lot of the success I have to, like, give to them, because, like, they signed me up for all that stuff, and, like, originally, I don't think they thought I could succeed, but, like, I think I just, like, sort of showed them once they started seeing some of my jokes and everything, they're, like, he can really do this, and once, like, sort of, I think the height of it was sort of when I, like, met other comedians, and they were, like, oh, this kid can do it. Yes, absolutely. There's yeah. nothing you can't do. Yeah. Bro. Like, the fact you're doing a podcast now, by the time you're 20, you're going to be a problem in a yeah. good way. Like, um, you're going to be a problem, man. Like, um, Dave Chappelle, he started when he was 14. And you got him beat by three years. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. You're going to be incredible. Thank but you. By the time you're 20, you're going to be like a thing. Thank you. That means a lot I'll coming from you. If, I, if, I, if I'm in a position to sign you, I'll definitely sign you. Wait. Wait, what do you mean by that? I'll sign you. If I have a platform I can put you on and let oh. you perform at your age, I'll, I'll do that. Oh, right. yeah. I I, 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 I I thought that, like, meant something in the um the comment. I mean, like, I thought for a second that you were also a agent. I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. Yeah. no I'm not an agent. But yeah. I'll have opportunities, though, mm-hmm. uh, which comes along with success. Like, Kevin Hart, he took off and he, mm-hmm. you know, made opportunities for other young comics like yeah. myself. So, yeah. Well, actually, after the show, I want to talk about something like that. But, okay. oh, um, if, wait, is that all right with you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. I'll be talking to you, bro. So, um, something I noticed is that you are very successful, and most successful people at one point or another had a mentor. Did you ever have a mentor? Mm, actually, I did not. I never had a mentor. Because mm-hmm. I felt like... My style of comedy, a lot of people, like, I'm also a clean comedian, too, mm-hmm. and I don't know many clean comedians, yeah. so it's kind of like a lonely road because a lot of people don't do it, but once I found my niche, I felt like mm-hmm. it separated me and it made me special, so when mm-hmm. I perform now, I can perform in literally any mm-hmm. crowd. There's no crowd I can't perform in. I can do uh, kid crowds, I, mm-hmm. I can do colleges, I can do churches, I can do corporate, um, mm-hmm. 
I can do mainstream. I can do, you know, urban nights. I can perform. There's no crowd I can perform in. So having that skill and tool in your pocket changes everything. So even for you, man, like, I don't know if you want to, like, be a cursing comedian, but Uh if you're clean. uh, Matter of fact, Jay Leno said that. He said, do you want to be... Do you want to be rich or do you want to be wealthy? Because you can be rich doing stand-up, but you can be wealthy if you don't curse. Yeah, um, I do, um, a lot of my jokes, like, um, they have a lot of times, like, dirty premises, but they, like, a lot of times, they, I can make it without using swears in them. But, like, I have this joke where my mom brought me to a strip club, I think it was a gymnastics studio, and, like, and she was clueless. So, like, but I didn't use any swears in it, though. Yeah, I feel like as a kid, you should not swear. And I'm only mm-hmm. saying that because it'll mess up your money. Because if everybody loves you, mm-hmm. and you're that guy, and people adore you, and they're like, he's amazing, if you start cursing, um, it'll put you in a different category. You don't want to do that. Okay. So, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. So, <laughs> so you, um, what else was I going to ask you? How did you get started in comedy? Oh, man. So, uh, I was fresh out of college, mm-hmm. and I kept getting fired from every job I ever had. I used to be an accountant, and I hated doing accounting because I did the same thing every day. And I'm like, this is stupid. I don't like this. And so, I have a cousin who uh, was already a comedian, and I used to go watch him perform. And one day, he was like, man, you're so funny. You should try doing stand-up. And I was like, man, I don't know if I could do it. And he was like, no, nah, you should try it. So, they had uh, Apollo night uh, at this mm-hmm. club in Atlanta called Uptown Comedy Club in Atlanta, Georgia. And it was a bunch of dope dealers and strippers, like a bunch mm-hmm. of, it was like, it was a really rough crowd, like a really, really rough crowd on Sunday, Sunday night. And so I remember going up and I had like two jokes and I was in the beginning of my first one, uh, while I was performing, uh, they started booing me and the boo was okay. But then while I was performing, they told me to kill myself. And oh, while they, I, they were saying kill myself, they threw a boo grenade and I was, you're asking me, what is a boo grenade? While I was talking, all I heard was, oh, jeez. And they were booing me, and then the DJ turned the music on, and I was like, this is terrible. And so I sat down uh, next to my cousin in the audience, and the host came up. He was like, man, Ron G was terrible. Boo! He was like, wait, y'all booing his name? Ron, boo, G, boo, Ron G, boo. And they were still booing me. And I'm like, this is terrible. This is an awful feeling. But fell in love and I was like you know what I'm gonna figure this thing out and I stuck with it and it was the best decision I ever made it's sort of like crazy to think about like how some audiences like not even just like one but the majority just boo like like that's like so that'd be so hard to find though like just like how can someone be that like ignorant and rude yeah but some crowds are like that but the host also like groomed them to not like approve of the comedians unless they knew them you know so uh, but i'm kind of glad i went through it i got a great story i'm able to mm-hmm. share that story with you yeah. and now my career's taking off so you know i had mm-hmm. to go through that yeah absolutely so like uh, so um so what else was so you so you're doing some virtual comedy also yes have you done it before um yeah um because um there's not many club like i can't perform at like any clubs right now, so I have to, like, sort of, like, there's some places I can perform at, but really, um, like, clubs let me in as long as it's virtual. Yeah, what, what, uh, what city are you in? Um, I'm in Boston. Oh, 
was trying to catch the accent. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. So a lot of my shows are virtual. And I actually like it. I really yeah. like my virtual shows. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy virtual shows or you don't like it? Um, I, lo- I mean, it's like it's still adrenaline pumping for me and like fun. But like this, it's not like getting in front of an actual crowd and holding a microphone. Of course. Of course. But, um, but it's also a good substitute if you learn how to do it right. But just how, how you're doing yeah. um, this interview, or mm-hmm. if you ever do radio, or if you ever do a podcast, mm-hmm. you got to learn how to be funny without having the energy of the people mm-hmm. that's listening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just a different skill. And as a comedian, it's always important important to work on your blind spots, the things you're not good at. Yeah. Like, this is one of the things I was not good at. I was not good at interviewing people, but I had to mm-hmm. learn how to be good at, at interviewing people, even though I was a comedian. So that... Reading a teleprompter, learning how to do radio, learning how to do podcasts, all those things you have to learn because as a comedian, just being funny on stage is not enough anymore. Yeah, Bill Burr also echoes that advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, did you actually, um, there's actually, um, do you know what master class is? Yeah. Um, did you hear, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you hear, like, this is Judd Apatow and Steve Martin one? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see that one. Yeah, and, like, it's really cool, like, Steve Martin, um, Judd Apatow, you learn some stand-up comedy, and, um, Steve Martin, you learn a lot about, and there's, like, a workbook you can download just from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I have the app. I haven't seen that one, though. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so, what, so... You were very successful, and I was wondering how you became such a successful comedian at such a young age. Um, honestly, there's no secret to success. Mm-hmm. It's literally just being consistent. From yeah. social media to acting to stand-up opportunities, mm-hmm. every time I, I get on stage, I try to make sure I'm the best comic on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always want to be remembered. So I try to write my material mm-hmm. around things that I care about. Mm-hmm. And usually the things I care about are like things related to the heart of just being a human, mm-hmm. like breakups, relationship, The family. personal stuff. Yeah, personal That's stuff. Uh, getting fired from a first job mm-hmm. or getting fired from every job I've ever had. It's, it's always like there's a heart connection with everything mm-hmm. I talk yeah. about. And then so when you do that, you make the room smaller. So you can be performing mm-hmm. in a theater. But if you talk about things that everybody goes through, like how you mentioned your family's crazy. Yeah. My family's crazy. So when I talk about how crazy my family is, people like, Oh man, I know somebody like that. Oh, I know, you know, and it makes the room smaller where people feel like they know you when you're done. So I feel like relatability, mm-hmm. um, consistency, and always working on the craft, whether it be, like I said, doing podcasts, um, learning how to, you know, I shoot sketches too, um, um, doing radio, like always being a student of life, all those things. Mm-hmm help you become a better comedian because I feel like the more you are clear about who you are as a person like you I'm, I'm very I'm sorry I keep shaking this table oh, yeah, I'm very uh, jealous of who you are I feel like it's so dope to be your <laughs> age and know what you want to do with your life mm-hmm. and that thing because you're clear about it mm-hmm. it'll protect you because you won't veer off because you know what your path is like mm-hmm. if your friends want to do something stupid and you like that's stupid and yeah. now I'm messing up my opportunities doing this because if I do this mm-hmm. then it'll you know, I can go to jail or whatever, like, it'll, it'll give you clarity, you know what I'm saying, even when you start dating, like, you won't date people, like, I was like, once I start being a comedian, I was like, why would I date somebody who doesn't have a sense of humor, you know, yeah. if I want to be the best comedian of my generation, why would I date somebody who doesn't like comedy, who mm-hmm. doesn't like to travel, who doesn't, like, understand me, yeah. you know, so, 
um, you knowing your purpose yeah. and being clear about you, who you are will make you a better comedian and a better mm-hmm. person too. So yeah. I'm super happy for you, man, and I'm yeah. I'm celebrating you. Thank you. Like that's sort of like a why I relate to about like if I had like when I'm older in life, like when I have a girlfriend, I would sort of want her to be like like in the comedy business. So like, cause it's just something I'm so passionate about, and like like um, not a lot of people would give you time. Like you write a new joke, you should try to every day, and then you perform. So if you get to perform in front of them every day, just that's like an extra performance of your way. You can do 365 or, if uh, she doesn't want to do comedy, but she supports your dream, that's mm-hmm. more important. Yeah. As long as she supports your dream, that's yeah. very important. Like, my wife, I met her at a comedy club. Mm-hmm. So, um, when I write a new joke, I'll be like, hey, babe, what do you think about this? And mm-hmm. she'll be like, that's hilarious. You should say this. And I'm like, wait, you got a tag for my joke? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the best yeah. thing ever. If you meet a woman who can tag your <laughs> joke up, yeah. or if you say something funny, or they match her goofy, yeah. like, if you ever, you ever do something goofy, and a girl be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Versus if you do something goofy, and a girl be like, they do some goofy too. You like, yeah. <laughs> you get me. Yeah. You get me. Like that's how my wife was. So yeah. you gotta find somebody that supports you and then also understands your goofy. If that makes sense. Yeah, I understand that a lot. Like, cause you won't have someone that relate that also relates to you. Like, not someone that's. I hate when people say that the person you meet like has to be like that opposites attract. It's like the most bullcrap than ever. <laughs> That's true, man, because that's the crazy part about where you are, too, and I have to say this sometimes. Sometimes the people closest to you won't get your dream. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. what you're doing right now, like, mm-hmm. how clear you are, a lot of times our parents do jobs that they hate, but they do it because they know they have to take care of you yeah. and put food on the mm-hmm. table. But because you know who you are, mm-hmm. sometimes the people closest to you, like your brothers, might not get, like, why are you mm-hmm. doing all this stupid stuff? And then when you take off and you become famous, they're yeah. like, oh, I knew he could do it. Yeah. Like, people do stuff like that. So yeah. just stay on your path, man, and know that everybody won't get it because it's your dream. Yeah. As long as you get your dream and you honor your heart, mm-hmm. like, you're living a good life. Yeah, like, you can't, like, um, like, there are so many, like, um, I hear, like, there's so many people that, like, after you're successful, pretend like they supported you the whole path. It's like, shut up. No, you didn't. Stop, like, trying to do it because I have a yacht. Absolutely agree. That's my mm-hmm. life, bro. Yeah, so um so thank you so much everyone for listening and um make sure to um um before we go, are there any social media you would like to link? Man, you're so awesome. Okay, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh be sure to follow me, comedian Ron G on everything. Comedian R O N G. Also my YouTube page is Comedian Ron G as well. If you go to my Instagram, all my handles are on uh, my Instagram page in my bio, but um, yo, uh, and every Sunday, if you're ever in Los Angeles, uh, we do a show called Chocolate Sundays. Uh, if you ever come to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. please call me before, and I'll try to get you on my show. Okay. Okay. So I would love for you to perform on my show. So yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah comedian Ron G and everything. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and on and make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcast, it would be wonderful if you gave this a five star review. And goodbye and have a fantastic day.